to Music, Hope, Word, and Prayer, a podcast of rich music, hopeful prayer, and inspiring meditations with East Brentwood Presbyterian Church, a community church in the greater metropolitan area of Nashville, Tennessee. We are a faith community made up of a loving, welcoming family of believers in honest conversation with God. We seek to emulate the ministry of Jesus through compassionate service, with stimulating and relevant exploration of God's Word, and by sharing that Word and God's many blessings with our neighbors in Middle Tennessee and around the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Music, Word, Hope, and Prayer. I'm John Hilly at East Brentwood Presbyterian Church, where I'm the pastor, and joining me in the podcast studio is Nate Strasser. Hello, Nate. Hello, how are you? Good, good. It's good to see you again. I was away last week when I was out in Arizona visiting family, and uh, it was the weather was quite different than what it's been around here, where it's been really warm as all get out, and then uh, we've had a cold freeze here in the, in, in March. Uh, how's it working for you, Nate? Yeah, I was just getting used to the warm weather, and now we're back to the 40s during the day, so it's not good. <laughs> and 25 at night. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and so that's the way it is to be here in Tennessee, and so uh, glad that you're joining us. And so while I was out, Paul Ryan, uh, he's a, a longtime church member at East Brentwood Presbyterian Church and known about town for his years and years of coaching. And uh, he uh, uh, recently retired from having been in, a, in, in the world of healthcare. And he's doing a fascinating thing called uh, inner city rugby, where he's using rugby as a way, as a tool to uh, reach young people so they can reach further and extend uh, their um, high school years uh, beyond into post-secondary education and doing some fascinating things with that weird shaped ball called uh, that's we know as the rugby ball so he spotted me and I'm so glad that he did and so you'll be hearing from him today and what uh, he's talking about is this fascinating scripture story it's one of the longest scripture stories of, of, of an exchange that happens between the woman at the well a Samaritan woman and Jesus, and it is found in John 4, um, 5 through 42, if you want to look in your scriptures. And what I find interesting is that um, Jesus is crossing uh, cultural and religious and societal boundaries by leading his disciples through Samaria, which were kind of like, you stayed out of Samaria. You didn't go into that part of the neighborhood. And in the heat of midday, he seeks out connection with this woman who is drawing water from the well. And his command to her is comes in a question and also to an invitation to a new way of life. And the question is, he asked, will you give me a drink? Which is the um, title for this uh, episode here. Will you give me a drink? And for the woman to respond, to speak to um, a, a, a man in that day would have been risky. But it becomes life changing for her. And this question creates a dialogue between them in which Jesus sees the woman fully. And she leaves the well transformed. And she, uh, I can just picture her and, and notice that when Paul talks, uh, he's really going to lift up about the fact that she left the well not only transformed, but running. And uh, Nate, you, uh, when you and uh, Paul were talking about this coming Sunday, uh, there was some music that uh, you picked up on that plays upon this theme of running. Uh, say more about that. Yeah, there's a song we found called Run and Tell. It's a great gospel number um, talking about that same thing. We thought it really fit well in the service and we're included in today's podcast as well. I think you'll really enjoy it. 
Good. Well, and so Paul is going to um, talk just a little bit about the work that he's doing in what we might call the Youth Development Organization. And East Brentwood is uh, pleased to support this work uh, in helping uh, providing some food for the after school activities for uh, these middle school and high school uh, young people and the transformative work that Paul is doing. And so I hope to have him back at a future time so he can tell a little bit more about how his own life is being transformed through this nonprofit he started called um, Icron of Nashville, uh, using rugby as a tool. And uh, I hope to have him on again, but I look forward uh, to sharing him with you today as he will be bringing today's message. And after uh, Nate does the, the song, uh, Run and Tell, is that it? Uh, it? Then I will come back with uh, an affirmation of faith, which I will use as um, the, the prayer for the day. Uh, thank you for joining us. biggest challenge today was when pastor asked me to incorporate what we're doing with youth development at inner city rugby of Nashville into the story of the Samaritan woman. So I thought about bringing in two, in my garage, I have two garbage bags from this weekend of water bottles that are empty and just dumping them out. But you're going to just have to visualize that. Um, uh, I would tell you, despite the 90 bottles of water, the kids were still thirsty and cramping, um, and it, it really wasn't enough for their thirst. So maybe that'll jump us into the story. So we come to this story. We have the Samaritan woman. She's at noon, which was relevant, because generally the women came to the well in the morning out of the noonday heat. But she was alone. She was embarrassed, maybe about her past. She was outcast amongst the people that were outcast. She was marginalized. It made me think of our visit to Guatemala when we were with the villagers and they had missed their bus. We offered to take those that had missed the bus back to their village into the city and put them up in the hotel. And they said, no, 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 that's fine. We'll stay in the park. And we said, no, no, let's get you in the hotel. And we learned something there (laughs) Um, because the hotels would not take the villagers. They were unclean. They were dirty. And they they were fearful that they would never be able to put anyone else back in their hotel. That came to my mind as I read this story of the Samaritan woman of marginalized and, and that difference there. And then we've, I reflected back on last week. We had John 3.16, that amazing text where it says, God, for God so loved the world. He didn't say he loved those that qualified. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He loved the world. And here's Jesus showing up at the well with his disciples in Samaria to show he loved the world. Back to the woman. So she's coming to the well alone, the heat of the day. I imagine her as ashamed, alone, maybe burdened by her past, Have you been there? 
Have you felt that mental or maybe that physical pain, that broken, that we're just bound in those chains of sin and we're hungry for something more? Ashamed? In need of hope, maybe? In need of salvation? She arrives at the well, and what does she see? She sees a Jewish man waiting for her by the well. Jesus is waiting. He knows her past. He knows her shame. And yet, Jesus is waiting. And as usual, our rebel Jesus, he breaks down the cultural norms, and he talks to her. Not only does he talk to her, but he asks her for a drink from her cup. So go back to that Guatemala story, unclean even to sleep in the bed, and here he is asking for a drink from her cup. A Samaritan, a woman, and she responds, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Now listen to what Jesus responded. This is just amazing to me and beautiful. Jesus answers her, If you knew the gift of God... And who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. These few statements from Jesus, they say so much. First, he describes that living water as a gift from God. Freely given, regardless of your current status and community, all you have to do is ask. Ask and I will provide. Let that settle in for a minute. There's no test. There's no conditions. There's no qualifications. There's no hierarchy. No one's excluded. All we have to do is ask. Ask and you will receive a gift from God. Second, he states, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. This gift, freely given, promises to satisfy the thirsty soul for all time and for eternity. The words, in them, in them, really stood out to me. In them implies inward. It implies that personal relationship we have with Jesus. In our hearts, in our minds, always flowing, always replenishing. If you're anything like me, we go through little periods where maybe it's a lesser flow or maybe we're ignoring the flow, but it doesn't dry up. It's in us for all eternity. Once acknowledged, requested, and received, we are able to live in confidence that we have been rescued from sin and judgment in the confidence that he has given us eternal life and that nothing can separate us from his love, in the confidence that we are his children under his loving care. He provides us healing for the dying, comfort for the broke, freedom from the one who has us in chains, bread for those in hungry. Wow. This gift, freely given, satisfies the soul for all eternity. So the question to me then becomes, how do we respond? 
How do we respond to this amazing gift that we've been given? Do we say, yeah, I'm really hungry, but I wanted crunchy peanut butter and you gave me smooth? Maybe going back to my youth development. (laughs) Do we say, well, he, she is a bigger sinner, so they received a bigger gift? Do we say, what did they do to deserve it? Or, or are we like that Samaritan woman who left her water jug, went back to the village to tell others that she had met the Messiah? I smile when I think of that picture, with the, and maybe the whole visual for me is that empty water jug at the well. To me, she ran. She had that aha moment, and she ran and told. She couldn't get it quick enough from all these people that had outcast to bring them in, to welcome them back in and say, you'll never believe what I saw. She was cleansed. She felt that shame relieved, and she needed to share what she had just learned. The fountain was raging inside of her. So our choices are many on the response. Are we making them? Or are we just pushing that gushing water down and we'll be back here next week? Do we have urgency in our response? Are we running? Do we run and tell? Do we do as Jesus said, do we worship in spirit and truth? That spirit, which is that joyous celebration and appreciation for the love and grace Jesus our Savior has given us, informed by the scripture? Do we serve others in response for all we've been given? The choices are many, but the challenge is to let the river flow. Remove those dams, get rid of our beaver instincts, and let the water flow. So going back to tying in the youth development work we're doing, I could witness that when we let the waters flow, it's transformational. It's transformational. There's an inner peace in knowing that we can spread God's love. There's an inner peace in seeing the acceptance of that love, whether it's advertised as God's love or just given as pure love. There's an increased empathy in seeing people where they are and who they are and accepting them for who they are. There's comfort in knowing that your simple presence in people's lives can make a profound difference, just showing up. So my encouragement to you is to let those waters flow. Let those waters flow. Let's run and tell. Jesus saw a woman drawing water But what she needed wasn't in that well She gave her living water Said you never thirst again She finally met the one Who knew everything she'd done And she said I've just got to run and tell I gotta run and tell what you done for me Gotta spread the word Till the world has heard How he set me free My 
feet pick up the pace When I tell about his grace I can't stand in just one place I gotta run in town Jesus saw a woman drawing water But what she needed wasn't in that well She gave her living water Said she'd never thirst again She finally met the one Who knew everything she'd done She said, I've just got to run and tell Gotta run and tell What you done for me Gotta spread the word till the world has heard how he set me free. My feet pick up the pace while well, I tell about his grace. I can't stand in just one place, I gotta run into. I can't stand in just one place, I gotta run into. I can't stand in just one place, I gotta run into. Here's an affirmation of faith that I want to treat as a prayer today. Dear God, we believe that a glass of water given to us by a stranger can taste like justice. We believe that honest conversation has the power to change us. We believe that all God's children have a voice and something to say. We believe that Jesus loves the outcast, the ignored, the shamed, and the abandoned. We believe in asking questions and we believe in curiosity. We believe in giving people a drink. May we this day be brave enough to give people a drink. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for joining East Brentwood Presbyterian Church today for music, hope, word, and prayer. To learn more about the life and ministry of EBPC, our commitment to being a Matthew 25 congregation, or to support this ministry with a financial contribution, visit us at our website, ebpctn.org, or visit us on Facebook at East Brentwood PC, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. EBPC videos.